Bible says for us to call him daddy. Abba's the only word that you can say whether you're exhaling or whether you're inhaling. You know? Whether you're powerful or whether you're in distress. And that's why we cry out, Abba, Father. Abba, Father, you are, you are the Father. And you never leave, God. You never leave. Come on, Justin. You never leave, Abba. And I want to fit them in your shoes Daddy, can I put my foot in your shoes? Daddy, can I lay on your lap? Because you know why You know why I'm crying Before I shed a tear Before I shed a tear Daddy, I just want to say I love you Daddy, I just want to say thank you For never leaving Never leaving, never leaving Never leaving, never leaving Never leaving, never leaving me Even when I wanted to leave myself Never leaving me Never leaving, never leaving me Never leaving, never leaving me oh. That's why I love you That's why I love you That's why I love you And you walk with me And you talk with me And you tell What a joy we share as we tear be right there.
see how God 
was training us to do the things that he really wants us to do. The question is, is are we listening to the Holy Spirit? That time is now. There's no more excuses for each one of us. We need to step in that cause because each one of us, that cause is directly linked to people that are lost in the city, the state, and the world. So we need to step in that cause and do that so that we can reach those people. Let me ask you a question. Do you want joy in your life? You know what, if you want joy in your life, what you need to do is surrender all. And that's exactly what this whole website, the, the radio ministry is all about, is surrendering those things to God that He wants you to do so you can step in that awesome destiny that He has for your life. You know what, there's a lot of really cool things that are going on in the city of Milwaukee. God does have a strategic plan to change the things that are going on. We've been laying a foundation, a revival has started, and you know what, He needs you. God needs you to do those awesome things that He preordained just for you to reach the people of the city of Milwaukee, the state of Wisconsin, and the world. Surrender All Ministries is all about partnering with as many people as we can. You know, we got Clark Square Initiative that we're partnering with. We got Salvation Army. We have Rescue Mission. We have all these different ministries that are doing things in the city of Milwaukee. There's a reconciliation that has been going on between churches, all different denominations, and we're working together as one in Christ. You're almost out of time. You better give up. Hey, welcome to Surrender All of Jesus uh, show on Facebook Live, and we're again from my house, as you guys can see. Guys, I am stoked about the show today. There's a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about, and uh, but I want to start with this. Today is National Prayer, and you know what? There's, there's something else that I would like everyone to kind of come in agreement with me on, and um, let me just show you a picture. Guys, I was really like taken back by this today, and... Um, it's sick. It's it's unbelievable. And I, I just, okay, so for one thing, I just want to declare peace for his family and for everyone that, that that's involved in this. But guys, I watched this video today, just like you did. And I saw this guy running around a truck and then a shot went out. And I don't know if it hit him or not. But, and then and then I figured out, guys, that this happened two months ago. And that the first time that they tried to like bring charges against these guys that did this, the first ones were like, they were justified in what they were doing. And I'm thinking to myself, what? <laughs> what? Now, 28 years law enforcement, and I'm watching this, and I'm saying, what? So guys, we need some justice here. And we need people to get this out and just go viral with this. I don't know why it took two months to get on Facebook and things like that. I don't have a clue. But I'll tell you what, it's on my radar and it's on a lot of other people's radar. And you know whose radar it is? It's right up there, guys. So we're going to come together and we're going to declare justice for this young man. We're going to declare justice for his family. Most of all, supernatural peace for him and his family. I mean, just supernatural peace. Guys, I'm going to probably get his name wrong. Ahmad Abray. Hopefully I got that right. So let's just do this right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we're just declaring supernatural peace for the Bray family, and for everyone that, that that's involved in this. Holy Spirit, just move right now in Georgia and just change those things. We're just declaring right now in Jesus' name that that spirit of fear just go right now in Jesus' name. You have no control over that state of Georgia where this happened. And this is what fear, it's gone right now in Jesus' name. We're just declaring that right now for uh, Milwaukee, for the state of Wisconsin, the world. 
<laughs> for United States, Father, that the spirit of fear has to go now, right now in Jesus' name. Guys, I'm telling you, it's fear. It's it's fear. That's what's that's what's doing this. And it's sad. It's sad. But you know what? No matter what we do in life, man, there's always consequences for our actions, right? So they need to be brought to justice. I can't believe that they weren't arrested yet. Two months. It's just, it's crazy. It is totally crazy. Um, it's crazy. It I, I don't I, I was a loss of words today, and I'm like, what? I, crazy. Well, all right, here we go. <laughs> man, man, oh man, oh man. It's sad. It's <laughs> sad. All right, guys. I need your help. Uh, here's one thing that you guys can do for me. Um, on the Surrender All to Jesus uh, YouTube page, I need you guys to... to uh, oh, I can't even talk now. Let's take, take a second. Ooh, just breathe. How about that? Man, feeling it. Uh, subscribe. So... If I can get about, I think it's 100 people to subscribe to the page, and that's the Surrender All of Jesus YouTube page, then uh, I can get a URL. And then with that URL, I can have my uh, Surrender All of Jesus like, name in that URL. And it just makes it really easy for people to see it and then just click on it. The other thing, guys, and I don't know if you're doing this, but I also have an Instagram page, and you guys can follow me on that too. That's not in my ministry name, but it's in my, my own name, Richard Schweigler. And the other thing too, here. Facebook. I don't know if you guys know this, but on Facebook, you can actually decide whether or not you're going to follow somebody. And I was looking at, I'm at like 4,000 some people on Facebook as friends, but I don't have that many followers. So what I would like you guys to do is check that out. See if you're actually following me. And if not, click that follow button so you guys can get the updates and things that are going on. And um, yeah, so I, I would totally appreciate that. If you're watching right now and you've never watched before, and you, um, you're not necessarily friends of, of me because it's out on multiple different groups. For you to make comments, you got to send me a friend request. So do that and uh, make that happen, and then you can start making comments. But so yeah, so that is the following. That is really important, and uh, I need you guys to do that. So all right. So about a week ago. Um, one of the, actually one of the people at my church, her name is Sarah uh, Gaber. Um, she posted something on Facebook and I want you guys to see this. So this is her daughter, Allie. And apparently the backdrop to this is that she ended up getting her phone and Allie decided to record something about Jesus. And guys, this is so unbelievably awesome. So I want you guys to watch this and in the back of your mind, think about what she's saying because it's that childlike faith, guys, that we all need to have. And when you watch this, you're going to be like, yep, that's exactly where we all need to be. So this is Sarah. It's Chuck and Sarah Gaber. They're our children's leaders at Faith Builders Church. And this is their daughter. So you guys check this out. It's pretty amazing. Hey, guys, I just want to tell you that God is super amazing. And I really want to tell you some a little bit about God. So, God, it's amazing that he made us. Like, he made, like, everything. Um, yeah, probably, like, everything. And it's amazing that he died on the cross for our sins. And Mary, she probably was very sad. And, um... It's just so amazing that God is in our hearts. 
And I just want to tell you guys that, for you know about Jesus just like I do. And first, we I really want to show you a lot. And I just love God. And, and I just love that um, you can just have fun with God and you can just, it's just a lot and I just love God. Like, God will be with you everywhere you go. They can go to the shopping. When you go to the back, not really with the back, when you go, um, um, like, go, like, maybe Disney World. He'll be with you. Like, any type of time. He will be with you. Just want to guys know you that. That God will be with you everywhere you go. And I just can't stop. <laughs> Jesus is so amazing. And you should know that too if you believe in Jesus. You guys know that Jesus is amazing. Isn't that unbelievably awesome? Guys, give me some hearts, man. Get some comment sections going in there. Like, just love that because that is adorable. Oh my gosh. Yes, Jesus does love us. So guys, uh, before we get into the interview, there's a couple of things I want to do. One, I want to talk about my sponsors. And the other thing I want to talk about is uh, my church, Faith Builders Church. So we have our Faith Builders Church Blessing drive through coming up this Sunday. So if you'd like to partake in that, all you got to do is drive down to 4901 South Howell Avenue and uh, get in the line of cars that are going to be there and you'll get blessed. Believe me, uh, my senior pastor is going to be out there. Most of the elders and the other pastors will be there also. But if you've never seen this before, um, they did it on Easter Sunday. So I want you guys to watch a short little clip from CBS 58 of what that would be like. And guys, I'm telling you, this is an amazing thing. And you know what? We're doing all we can do to stay connected. So this is pretty amazing. So this is Faith Builders Church, drive through blessings. Like you've never seen before, the holiday is being celebrated using social distancing. CBS 58's Rose Schmidt shows us how people of all faiths find new ways to gather together. There are a lot of empty church parking lots today on Easter Sunday, but that just means places of worship around the state are getting creative, moving their services online, or in the case of faith builders here on the south side, offering drive-up blessings. Emotion you can't fake, built up after weeks without in-person worship services. They're just smiling and crying, and actually it's a little overwhelming because I didn't think it was going to be that, like, that kind of response. Pastor Jeff Pruitt invited his congregation members to drive up and receive an Easter blessing. So glad to be with you today. Happy Resurrection Sunday. After holding a service, you can enjoy from the comforts of your home. Like many religions. Guys, so check it out this Sunday. And it's at 1230 at Faith Builders Church. Drive through blessings. And uh, it's May 10th. You know what? It's Mother's Day. So I actually have a feeling. I don't know if they're going to do this, but they may like give something to the moms. I would... I would think that they would do something, excuse me, like that. So check that out. All right. So the next thing I want to talk about is my senior pastor, Pastor Robin Pruitt, started doing something called Bedtime Stories. And I don't know if you saw it last week, but I kind of aired something on that. And we're going to watch that again. So every Monday and Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Time, 
she does something called bedtime stories. So CBS 58 came out and did a segment on that. So I'm going to show you guys that. And then it's something that you guys can just connect with, with your family. If you're just sitting around and it's, it's, believe me, it's amazing. And uh, so check it out. This is Pastor Robin Pruitt with Bedtime Stories. Storytelling is a tradition that dates back to the earliest civilizations, a shared practice we can all relate to. The bedtime story can become an important daily experience to mark the end of the day and spark the imagination, especially among children. But with life turned upside down these days, one Milwaukee church sees an opportunity to bring people closer together. This morning, Rose Schmidt shares the power of bedtime stories. Let's go ahead and get started tonight, guys. Before her youngest congregation members drift off to sleep, Pastor Robin Pruitt brings them a little humor and a sense of togetherness. Oh, my Lord, we love it. We tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 o'clock. For the Ferguson family, Pastor Robin's Facebook Lives hey kids, are a can't miss. It's bedtime stories. The kids get in their pajamas. They love it. They get their favorite books, and they just love to get involved with the stories. Diana, Alana, and Malachi have been going to Faith Builders Church for five years, but the last month without it has not been easy. They um, first didn't understand. They was just kind of like, uh, well, can we still go to church through what's going on? And it's like, no, we can't, you know, we have to stay at home. They went from you know, one week of being able to see their friends, you know, at church and their teachers and things like that to where now they don't get any of that. But Pastor Robin found a way to make up for that. And I thought, you know what, we need to do something at nighttime, maybe just so that moms and dads could have 30 minutes to themselves, uh, maybe. And I grew up with my kids when they were little, reading to them every night. What she didn't expect was that adults would be just as drawn to her soothing voice and whimsical stories. Stumbling, bumbling bear. Families are tuning in from as far as South Carolina. We had 140 people on the first time, and I was just like, you, you know, you've got to be kidding me. At church, she usually has all the kids go on stage, and she sits down, and she reads with them on the stage, and now it's like, She's found a way to connect in spite of not being able to be in the four walls. And then I'm going to get some for you. All right, second book tonight. She reads two books each time, three times a week, a literature load that's keeping her busy. Amazon's been to my house quite a bit, and every time they would, we would hear, well, it's going to be extended another week, I'd be like, okay, that's, you know, uh, uh, eight more books I have to look for. She's introduced Alana and Malachi to new stories. My favorite story that she was reading is Pizza Cat and the Boogie. And the Boogie, he was dancing. But these narrations are about much more than books. Sometimes Pastor Robin has them uh, post the pictures and they'll post a picture with their Bible or they'll post a picture with their favorite bear. At the end of story time, she gives them a fun activity that goes along with the book, from painting rocks how many of you have ever camped in the backyard or made s'mores? To living room camping. S'mores in the backyard. One of the stories, it was uh, about camping. And uh, so they had us build forts. So they went and took my furniture apart and built a fort. And we had the, the blanket over it. And we called it Fortnite. Real quick, I want to just do a quick shout out to um, Alana and Malachi. She gives all the kids love, all the parents love every single time. And her husband, Pastor Jeff Pruitt. Are you good? 
is never too far away. Did you guys see something go by the camera? But she saves the best part for last. I like bedtime stories because at the end, she prays for us. And we are strong that we can face anything that comes our way. Bringing blessings that will keep visions of sugar plums. Because you live in us. Dancing in their heads. Amen. You know, we're all Guys, isn't that really kind of cool? Uh, so I am so stoked about all the different things that Faith Builders Church is doing. If you look at this coming up, they're literally they're doing something every day. So even tonight at 7 o'clock, we have our Bible study. Normally we have like a normal service at 7 o'clock at church, but uh, Pastor Prude started doing a Bible study. Our aftermath for our youth are doing their thing on Instagram. Family night on Friday night and then come back on Sunday for 10 a.m. online service. So guys, here's the deal. Everything that you need is in the comment section. So all you need to do is just do one click and you're going to go right to right where you need to be. And it's, it's all laid out right there for you. So don't do it right now, though, because we have a really cool interview that we're going to be doing uh, in just a second. So let's talk about people that are sponsoring the Surrender All of Jesus radio show. Christina Cornell, she does all my media stuff, guys. She does the Healthy Surrender page. She does the uh, the Surrender All of Jesus website and Facebook pages. So, guys, she does labeling, logos, all that kind of stuff. She's awesome at what she does. So check her out at ChristinaCornell.net. They also have a ministry, and it's called Tell Them Ministries. And uh, they do singing. And actually, they're going to be on the show in the next couple weeks. I believe it's the first week of first week of uh, June. This is my business, guys. It's HealthySurrender.com. Guys, it's all about our, our healthy mind, body, spirit, and soul, guys. It's all circumference together. And um, so I sell New You Life products. So it's HGH gel. It's keto products. We also just came out with something called Fortress, which is an immune booster, which I'm going to be taking. I can't wait to get it. It's going to be coming soon. So check it out, HealthySurrender.com. Yes, awesome, awesome stuff. All right, guys. My daughter, and you guys have seen this video before if you ever watched this show, but I'm just going to promote real quick. This is my daughter. So if you're looking for ways to lose weight because you got the COVID-19 weight gain, you know what I'm talking about, anybody out there? Because uh, I think we all kind of have. Um, so here's a good way to try to lose some weight. Watch this video, and uh, this is my daughter, Elise. Hi, my name is Elise and I am a fitness professional. Right now, all the gyms in Chicago, around the area are completely closed down. And with that being said, what I'm doing is I'm going online. I'm putting my entire business online at the moment and that includes all the classes that I teach from Zumba, Pilates, yoga, hip training, strength training, kettlebells, everything is gonna be online. I'm doing live free videos every single day. Uh, those workouts are 30 minutes total. And they're also available for 24 hours straight. Now, if you really enjoyed the video and you wanna do that same exact workout again, what I'm doing is recording the videos and also having that as something that you can purchase to help my personal business as well as help you be healthy and fit. Um, I'm also taking online clients, 30 minute sessions as well as 60 minute sessions. 
and for the next few weeks this is this is kind of where i'm holding my business so if you're interested please let me know you can find me on instagram at fitness trainer on demand all one word or you can add me um on google hangouts at elise rose at gmail.com all right guys so that's my daughter elise and uh check her out all that information is a one click in the comments section and uh man awesome she's so beautiful i i love that she's one of my sponsors so just know that what all these sponsors when you like do stuff with them you're actually sponsoring this show so it's an awesome thing and uh i really appreciate you guys doing that i know that uh, a couple weeks ago uh one of the one of the watchers gabby um, said that she just did some stuff with elise and she was just totally amazed by her so good stuff right all right let's get this uh interview on the go here so one of the really bad things that ended up happening is, I don't know if you can call it bad, but so Pastor Max Ramsey um, ended up not being able to come on the show live. So what I did is I ended up doing the interview yesterday, so I pre-recorded it. So what you guys are going to watch is a pre-recorded video of Pastor Ra uh, Max Ramsey. Guys, if you don't know who this guy is, you need to watch this because, man, he's been doing stuff in the city of Milwaukee for, I think, 15 plus years and it's street ministry, but he also has a church called Emmanuel Church in Brookfield. It's an amazing stuff. This guy has, man, he oozes out like Holy Spirit and a love that God has for people like I have never seen. Um, I'm amazed by him, by the things that he's done and the peoples that he's touched. Not necessarily him, of course, but it's Holy Spirit through him, right? But it's amazing. This guy's a really good guy. So let's watch that and then come on back. Hey, all the comments that you got or questions, make sure you put those in the comment section. Him and I are going to be going back. I'll be doing it while I'm watching this and I'll be answering questions if you guys have it. But just put some comments in there. Let him know that you love what he's saying. And uh, you know, that that's how Facebook does their algorithm stuff too, right? So just be cognizant of that. So let's get this. This is Pastor Max Ramsey. And this is the interview that we did yesterday. Enjoy it. One. Hey guys, uh, this is Pastor Max and uh, his last name is Ramsey. And guys, I've known him for, I don't know, Pastor Max, how long have we known each other? It's been four or five uh, years. At least that, right? Because I think, what was it before or after I left my job as a cop? That, that would have been in 2014. That's probably about when I met you. Yeah, around then, right? So yep. for, for what, if you guys have never seen Pastor Max, he's been doing ministry for a really, really long time. And I'll let him kind of talk about that. But uh, he's the senior pastor of Emmanuel Church in Brookfield. He also does, he started something called Street Life Communities in Milwaukee, uh, which goes out at least three times a week, or is it four times a week, Pastor Max? Well, we are definitely running routes uh, yeah. two days a week, and then we're on the street probably five days a week. Yeah, crazy. That's good stuff. Um, and uh, he also does something with, I'm going to just totally not get this right, Deplenza? No, you, you can say, I'll let you yeah. So Dispensa de la Paz was... There you go. Uh, planted by street life but i i didn't really want to do food you know right. i didn't want to do logistics end of things yeah. so uh, oh gosh maybe 12 years ago we partnered with freedom's community ministries they're just yeah. a great food pantry organization yeah and so we just sort of slid that under that partnership and man they've done a great job with it and what we i mean we were feeding like i don't know 50 people a week or something yeah and uh, now I think that pantry fed 28,000 people last year. Not, yeah. not new people, but I mean, right. 28,000 
yeah. serving. Yeah. And that, could not, couldn't have done that on our own. That no. That's all. And I just saw you guys got a good grant or a really, really huge blessing. We did. I mean, this partnership between Freedoms and Street Life has been really fruitful. I'm sure later on we can talk a little bit more about our sort of organizational theory. But um, we share a rented space in the 53204 zip code yep. in the Ego Way neighborhood. Um and with that grant, we're able to turn what was a food pantry really into more of a community food center where a lot more than just food happens. Yeah. Um, and so we are pretty excited about what God is doing with that. Yeah. Um, from my perspective, you know, that's his project. I'm just trying to stay out of his way. I, you know what? I think that's how we met. I, I remember there was a, so you were doing that over there and then I was doing the adopt neighborhood program over at 16th and, and Washington. Yeah. Someone at the, someone from there said, Hey, you got to meet this guy that's doing something over there and uh, come to find out. I think I went up there and, and, and we met, but man, you've been past, you've been doing stuff for years. I mean, is it been about 20 plus years or more? Yeah up on 20 in july yeah things like today because i just do one day at a time yeah uh, i know but it's the amount of people that you've helped man is just amazing i mean just being that vessel and just one person at a time i'll give i'll give the audience a little like kind of taste of what i've seen when i've gone out with you and i i think i may have even said this on the last show that you were on but we uh we were doing the street life ministry thing and the pastor saw, we, we saw a group of people that uh, were homeless and the pastor got out of the car and he was talking to uh, one of the homeless guys and he was talking about having to go for an interview and really didn't have a shirt that he really needed or something. And literally, Pastor Max just took off his shirt and gave it to him right then and there. I didn't think about it, didn't blink, nothing, just literally gave him to it right there. You probably don't even remember that because I think you do that kind of stuff all the time. But guys, that's that's the kind of guy that that Pastor Max is, just total loving, non-judgmental. But man, he'll lift you up and he'll just love on you like you would never believe. And uh, it's, it's it's pretty an amazing thing. Um so for the viewers that don't even know who you are, um, why don't you start back when you started? I know that it's, it's been a long time for street ministry, but that portion of it, I mean, you started back in, you were in uh, Virginia, because I know that we have that connection too together um, back when I was out in the East Coast myself. So kind of start with that and kind of tell us how kind of God led you through this and, and where you're at today. Yeah, uh you know, I've always believed that my testimony was my walk and words just mess you up. But let me just try to map something out. Um, so, you know, I've always felt this nagging sense of um, God wanting to use me. But I don't know that. Well, I'll just be straight up front. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I wanted to do a lot of other things. Um I left home at 18, joined the military, spent eight years in Army Special Forces, um, came out of that. Well, I met a girl and that kind of, that life and married life don't work very well. And I had to make a choice. And really, that was my first, I don't know, 
real surrender to God because I had to surrender that. Um, went into business, followed this girl up to Madison, Wisconsin, uh, went into business, uh, ran a division of a company and then started my own company and ran that for a while. But the whole time I just, everything other than what I'm doing now always felt like it was not the thing. It was a thing preparing me for the thing. And, um, I had a lot of stuff to work out. Um, God had to work <clears throat> a lot of character defects out in me. It's that process, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know a little bit about the refiner's fire. It's not a place you want to be. Right. Um, there's nothing fun about it, uh, but it is what it is. And uh, one one day I was sitting in my office. I remember the way the sun was coming through the window. And I just, uh, you know, I don't know how to explain hearing God, but it was as clear as like the clearest grain of a violin that this was a moment of decision. And, you know, I never, I was an accidental businessman. I didn't set out to do that. I just kind of became that. And I just got this sense that I was supposed to leave that and uh, go to grad school, go to seminary. And I, I, you know, I didn't feel this particular call to this ministry or that ministry. I think back at that time, I couldn't even make a whole sentence without a cuss word in it. And just like, oh my gosh, really God? And I think that's why, he's, you know, he's just saying, get out of the boat. So I went to my wife and I said, you know, what do you think about this? And we, you know, we had a nice house, nice cars. We were living that life, but we didn't really own anything. The bank owned everything. So we had that problem. Plus, my undergraduate was somewhat less than stellar. So I had to get into a grad school. I mean, there just were some big impossible things. And my wife is like, how about if we just use those as, as a sign, you know, because I, I could not have done that myself. And one by one, all of those things solved themselves and off we went. And I initially, you know, I just, I looked at the other people in my grad school class and I looked at myself and I'm like, man, I got tattoos, you know, I can't, I can't pass for a church. So I started out doing hospice, um, ministry, prison ministry, um, and spent a few years working in an Alzheimer's ward because I figured, you know, if I slipped up, I'd have another chance tomorrow. And uh, <clears throat> I did that for four years and then sort of realized that I really was being called into working with the church, leading a church into mission. Um, and so here I am. So I, that was sort of the path. Um, I had an offer from a big church, big salary, staff, all that stuff. And it wasn't an offer. It was an offer to come and um, what's called candidate. Right. And buddy of mine who was in this area called me and, and said, hey, look, man, I, I know they got that on the table, but I want you to just come and talk to these people. And if you talk to them and the Lord leads you in the other way, okay, but you just need to talk to these people. Right. 
So I came and talked to these people. I mean, the church had like 120 people on the books, but man, you know, other than the candidating Sunday, I don't think they had more than 40 people in worship. Right. And they had, you know, probably a three quarters time salary, not enough to live on. Right. Um, but they were, and they, they didn't have an endowment. They didn't have any money. You know, they were 30 seconds away from done. And I just looked at my wife and said, you know, if I took the other church, nobody would take this one. If I take mm -hmm. this one, somebody will take the other one. And my wife just kind of said, yep. Yeah. And um, so here I am. And I started out here, you know, tent making. Worked a couple different jobs <clears throat> while I did this. And it's crazy because you got to work harder to build a church than you do to maintain one. Yeah. So just a lot of crazy hours, a lot of crazy conflict, because a lot of things had to change. Uh, a lot of pain, both for me and for the community. Right. Um, but over time, um, the Lord did the Lord's work. And yeah, I mean, I'll probably stop there. You may have some more specific questions, but I wasn't really interested in just you know, being a church pastor, I wanted to lead a church, lead a body of people right. outside the walls and into the hurting places in this world. Yeah. And I think that's one of the unique things about you, Pastor Max, is that you do lead a church along with doing amazing outreach outside. And there's not too many pastors that can kind of juggle both those hats. Um, and they're, they're different in some aspects, if you would agree. I don't know if you'd agree with that. Um, there's there's a poll, I think, for, like for me, it's for street ministry. It's for teaching people to go do street ministry. Um, but there's a different aspect of, you know, your, your words that you're going to give every Sunday and the pastoral things that you're doing within the church. Um, but I I mean, it's it's different and there's not too many people that can do it. There's a lot that goes to doing outreaches that a lot of people, I think, just don't really understand. Um, like what you were talking about just before we got on, you're like, you know, I got I got to go. And yeah, it starts at this time, but we got to load the vans. And then, you know, it's and then it's, you know, what time are you going to get done? Well, it depends on how many people you meet that night. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, you got somebody to detox or. Who knows when you get done? Right, exactly. But you may have something to do the next day for church, but and you still got to do those things. So right. there's a complexity that I don't think a lot of people understand. Of it takes a lot. It, it takes it. It does take a lot. And I don't. I mean, I've only I was associate pastor when I went up to Canada for a very short period of time. Um, but so I won't even. I can't even fathom. I can. I know what it is to do street ministry. I know how much work that takes and doing events and all that. But man, just I wouldn't even fathom how to do both. I mean, that's it takes a lot. Yeah. You know, I've learned I don't use the word balance. I use the word integration. I like that. that it, took, it took a long time. It took about 10 years for uh, things to begin to weave together. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times I'm doing pastoral care with the guy in the seat next to me while we're doing street ministry and pastoral care to the person who lives in the tent. Yep. So I just, I don't see walls, you know what I mean? It's like, 
Um, I'm really blessed, though, because it sounds like this is all about me. And to be honest with you, I could take a bullet tomorrow and this thing would go on. You know, I'm just not that important. Hey. And, um, That's it. But, you know, we anything that a traditional church would do for someone who sits in the pews and writes a check, yeah. we do for everyone we encounter. We assume that, you know, the the people in our path were put in our path by the God who sent us out, by yep. Jesus who sent us out. Yep. And I, I believed it when the angel said, look for him in Galilee. Hmm. You'll find him there. And I don't see that as like, you know, that geographic place in the Middle East. I see right. that as all those places where no self-respecting religious person would want to get caught. Come on. Yep. Um, yep. And I, I don't know how to explain this to non-believers, so I just kind of stopped trying. But I go out there because I just want to be with him. Yeah. You know, it's I. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Give a back food to somebody, or I'm gonna pray with somebody, or I'm gonna Dave's gonna give some shoes to somebody, or Amy's gonna lay hands on somebody. But you know, this is painful work, man. Yeah, you know, and um, I I can't I can't explain that how painful this work is, um, but wherever he is, somebody's gonna get healed. Yep, somebody's gonna get delivered wherever he is. I just I just want to be wherever that is, and I find it out there Amen. every time I go out. Amen. Yep. Yeah, no, that I, I love that. So if there's a pastor or someone thinking about going into becoming a pastor, um, but really is toying with the idea, you know, I really want to do street stuff, but I'm also feeling being called. What what would you tell that individual? I would tell them to try everything else first. <laughs> That's good. I, I I really mean that because everything that I experienced in my life is put to use in this ministry on a daily basis. Yeah. And the accumulation of um, kind of a diversity of skills, not gifts, skills, yeah. um, is just a part of this gig. But again, I can't tell you how hard this work is. You know, there's a cost to this that is sometimes devastating and if i I'll, I'll be honest buddy there's been weeks where it's like if i could do something else yeah i would no i hear you yep. and i think that if the lord wants you here this is where you'll be yep um i i, I get the whole jonah thing because i think i was jonah yeah uh, i did try everything else first and um and I finally just said, okay, I trust you. Um, so it's not a decision to be taken lightly. A lot of people fall in love with the microphone and the spotlight, and that's mm. some dangerous stuff, man. Yeah. You know, you got to learn to love the mop and the shovel. You got to learn to find your solace in heaven and not here. You, you, yeah. You're going to do everything right and yeah. have people hate you. Yes. And if if you're not built for that, man, you're going to hurt somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're trying to prove something or 
I don't know, trying to work out your junk or trying to rescue people. Yeah. But the only good thing in me is Jesus. Yeah. And I, I've never helped anybody. Never. Yeah. But I've seen Jesus do some crazy things. Yes. I, I have lived the Jesus actually do what he did in the Bible. Yep. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think to what you were saying, just to kind of like, just agree with you. I, when everything that you go through, God's going to use each one of those things. Like you were talking about, I'm sure you use the military stuff that's in you, the Green Beret stuff, the, the hardships of what was going on with that, um, the toughness of what that brought but also that brought the softness of looking at people, tearing them down, building them up. I mean, all those kind of things come into play. But the strategic things of what you learned with that, not only in the natural, but in the in the spiritual. Um, I know it was one of the things that I just really, when when God was kind of downloading this whole Adopt a Neighborhood program and things, I mean, it was a, it was strategic of how to go out there and actually how to take back a particular community down to, you know, praying first to praying for the angels to be there, the warrior angels and sending an inner perimeter and an outer perimeter. And then, you know, anointing the area with an, with, with oil. I mean, it's all those, those little things that if I wouldn't have had the background of military being a cop, I mean, none of those things would have came into play, you know? Um, so, and also I think too, the, just not having the fear of just walking into those areas of, knowing that, you know what, yes, I can see things out here, but I also know that there are warrior angels that are right beside me and they're protecting us. Not that we're doing stuff stupid because you got to look around and, and you know that there is an enemy out there that is trying to destroy you, but to go out there and not be afraid to take those steps into those areas, you know? Yeah. Really true. You know, I mean, if you haven't come to terms with fear in your life, this work oh. is for you. I mean, I'll tell you right now, even just normal church work yeah if you have not dealt with your fears if you have not done a seriously fierce and searching moral inventory of your fears yeah you will hurt somebody yeah yeah because yeah. you, you can't love and fear in the same space no no you and, can't um, no speaking of fear just even what's going on with this covid19 and and i mean there's fear within everything, I mean, I, I really believe that it is a spirit of fear, right? I mean, if you look in the, the supernatural, what's going on and, and God doesn't want us to be fearful, but he also doesn't want us to do stupid stuff either. You know, I, I, on my show last week, I'm like, guys, I have no fear, but I'm not going to go lick doorknobs. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, that'd be pretty stupid. Right. You know, yeah. so we take precautions and we do the things, but we don't have fear. It's like, you know, you're going out and still doing street ministry. You know, our After Dark team is still going out and doing street ministry. Um, they're doing it precautiously, though. They're they're taking they're using the mask. They got gloves, but it's not necessarily for us. It's really so that what we were talking about at the beginning of the show to making sure that we're not going to infect someone that may have a um, you know a, a immune system that might be a little bit degraded, right? Because that would suck, right? I mean, that would just not be good, right? Yeah, I mean, it goes back to, is this about me or about them? You know, mm -hmm. and if it's about them, then yeah. I don't care if I got to wear a pink tutu. If that's exactly, what, right. You know what I mean? right. Because 
Uh, I, just I dare you to wear a pink tutu. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> a mental picture carrying. But um, I don't put the Lord my God to the test. I I give God something to work with, and I know one day my yeah. numbers up. Right. I, you know. Right. I got to go up this way. I got to go up this way. But I got to get there somehow. Right. But I just I can't I can't live my life in fear. Correct. You know. People think hate is the enemy, but it's not. It's fear is the enemy. Exactly. 100%. Yep. And most of that hate is coming out of fear. Fear. Yep. Um, yep. So I just assume I got this bug and I do everything I can to make sure I'm being personally responsible, that I'm controlling my behavior, my attitude, because yep. I can't control anything else. Yeah. Yeah. How is the transition for you being a pastor and, and church from, you know, having your congregation there and being able to, you know, have corporate settings like that to now doing this online? What's what, you know, how's that? You know, I know this is crazy, but, you know, nobody could have foreseen this, but the, most of what we do was birthed in struggle. You know, there were. Organize, you know, sort of institutional agencies that had tall poppy syndrome. And so when they'd see something new, they'd be like, oh, that's really cool, until it wasn't cool. And then they would cut it off. So, right. you know, we built these things for battle, for spiritual warfare. Right. And for us, everything changes all the time. Right. Um, the mission field teaches us that. And it's a, it's a backfeed of information into the faith community so yeah. we don't build walls we just put a brick on a brick yeah so we we didn't forget that earlier brick right so when something comes apart well you just knock that one off go back to where you were yeah and start over so for us labor wise we had some glitches you know i lost a key person on the food pantry side um took another job but um that just meant that was 40 hours a week that had to come from somewhere. Yeah. And we have this awesome executive director on the Frieden side and she just, yes, I would agree with you. <laughs> stepped right in. And um, yeah, so that was, I mean, it, organizationally it was an easy pivot. We just had to hold the line long enough for the pivot to take place. Yeah. In terms of street ministry, that is a, that's such a fluid situation. Yeah. All the time. All the time. You know, it really wasn't a big pivot. And the community has done some amazing things. We had to we had to furlough, if you will, our sandwich makers because they were all over 70. <clears throat> and one of them was 101 years old. So wow. they could not gather. Right. Oh, so I, I don't remember where. It, I think I put it out on Facebook. And a couple of yep. amazing people. Um reached out and said, I'd like to take that on. So this really just amazing thing started to happen. One lady, Judy Loth, started taking the, the Friday sandwich thing. Paulette Flynn took over the Tuesday thing, and they developed their own sandwich networks. <laughs> so I don't, we don't have to make those sandwiches anymore. And right. then just one more ministry um, began getting uh, sort of like school lunches, bag lunches. Right. So, and they, they're great. Chris over there, um, Dave Piper, they, 
allowed us to kind of pivot um, our logistics so that basically we took what they were giving us and we distributed that without having to sort of manufacture that stuff. Yep. So, I mean, God is good. Um, you know, we haven't missed a shift. We haven't, we haven't missed a day. We've kept our word. I told them, look, man, as long as I'm alive, I will be here to give you whatever we have. Yeah. And that if I'm not alive, I guess it's not my problem anymore. So yeah, there we go. Yeah. I, I think the the thing that um, I was going to bring up is um, so beginning of the year, I got this verse. It was Isaiah 43, 19. And it talks about, uh, and this is the passion translation. And uh, it says, I'm doing something brand new, something unheard of. Even now as it sprouts and grows and matures, don't you perceive it? And I really believe that we need to start perceiving that new thing that God is doing. And I, I think we are going to go back to going back to church. I mean, I can guarantee it. I mean, we would not stand for anything other than that, right? But it's going to be something new. It is going to be something new. I think the the avenue that God gave us to reach people beyond on in Facebook and just YouTube is like unbelievable right now. I mean, we're probably reaching more people now than we did just having our own churches and not doing those kind of things. Um, but here's the rest of it. I will make a way in the wilderness and open up flowing streams in the desert. So basically what you're talking about, something kind of dried up because you had to do something different. Well, something else came and it's probably even better. I mean, not that, you know, having people volunteer coming in is not good, but it made it, it's just ease. There's an ease and there's a flow to what God is doing. And I don't think we've seen anything yet. I really believe that this is just that stepping stone of where he's actually bringing us. And the things that you were talking about, like signs, wonders, and miracles of just Jesus being out there is going to be even more so now. I really believe. I believe people are like me. They're itching to get out and they want to get out and they want to do things. And I think we're going to see that explosion just, just immediately happen. So, Yeah, let me speak to that a little bit. I mean... Somewhere along the line, uh, I really started looking at the five foundational gifts of the church from Ephesians. Yeah. You know, that you have apostles and you have prophets yeah. and you have evangelists yeah. and you have teachers and you have shepherds. And the way I look at this is for I don't know how long the church did not know what to do with the apostle kind of the entrepreneur you know what i mean yeah they sure didn't know what to do with the prophet right and a certain kind of evangelist they knew what to do with but for the most part there was nothing in church life that really grew on those gifts and sometimes they they were so afraid of those gifts that they sort of cast them out right they would just you know put walls mean? up yep you know, you sit in the back of the pew and write a check, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and look, man, if I got to do the same thing every day, I'm going to, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> so the way that I look at this is if you put me on a street corner, I mean, for good or for bad, and you come back in a week, something will be happening. Yeah. I, I don't know what, but I'm just not going to stand there. We're going to do something. Correct. And what I've learned is if it's my will, it could really get out of hand. Yeah, I need a prophet and a prophet's like a compass man. Yeah, you know, I don't know how to explain this, but they just see God's movement. Yeah. 
more clearly than other people do. They have a, a, a really strong vision for what God is doing yeah. and wants us to do. Yeah. So I've always needed a prophet to say, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> God is not doing that. Right. Right. Um, and then I need, you know, if I took, so I look at those gifts as pioneer gifts, right? You know, new trail. And then, but what I learned is if those are the only gifts you had, you take the ground, but you can't hold it. Correct. You know, cause you're just constantly moving forward. Yeah. So you got to have what I call settlers gifts. I think I stole that from somebody. Don't, <laughs> but, okay. but these settler gifts, you know, these shepherds, these teachers, these gifts of hospitality, you know what I mean? These people healing and people development gifts need to come along. If you took one of those people and left them on a street corner and came back in a week, they'd still be standing there saying, what? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yep. but, you know, once something gets going, I'm, I'm ready to to move on. It's just the way I'm shaped. It's the way those giftings shape us. But, yeah. and the, these other folks come in and they make things beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if, if we can, when we can really integrate all of those things and honor each one of those things as no more or less important than the other. Right. I mean, I do think that the apostolic, the mission impulse has to drive the church or else you will eat each other alive. Yeah. Um, you will devolve and turn in on each other and start complaining about the music. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think that if you, if we don't embrace all of those things, then when these black swan moments happen, we're totally unprepared for them. Yeah. You know, and yet if you're engaging in the world in this way, what's a black swan moment? I have a black moment every three weeks yeah yeah no I, I i agree with you and and i think that's the cohesiveness that is what god is going to be doing but you know what unfortunately there might be some churches that just don't understand it unfortunately um but i really believe that it's all about apostolic centers it's about churches training people to go out to do things um, and it's really about just bringing the kingdom to earth. Just, just everywhere we go, no matter what, we're bringing that kingdom down and just flowing it. Just, I mean, signs, wonders, and miracles just, just happening. But people need to be trained how to do that stuff, though. You know, you just can't. We don't want to go out being spooky. You know, we don't want to go out like, you know, turning people away. You know, we want to love people. And there's a way to do that. You know, there, there is a. There's a way to do that. Um, you have a unique way of doing that just by just being you. Um, and I think it, you just ooze Holy Spirit out. But some people need to be trained how to do that. You know, they don't, you know, they start doing, you know, Wigglesworth kind of stuff. You know, not that that's bad. But well, people want to people want to feel like they're good at what they do. Yeah, you know, exactly. and, and I don't recommend learning this the way I learned it because that's stitches and bruises and, you know, it's a whole lot easier to, to learn yeah. it and to, to yeah. learn it the hard way. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but I think there's there, there's a training process. I mean, one of the things that I offer is that Firestarters class. Um, that's an eight-week class that should be coming up in September. But I also do the wildfire conferences. Those are three-day conferences to learn, you know, your identity in God, 
how to hear Holy Spirit, and then really how to take those risks of what you're hearing and then going out and doing those things. It's, it's pretty amazing. It's amazing that people just don't realize that they're hearing Holy Spirit, but once they get that confirmation, you're like, oh, okay, that's, that's, how, that's what he sounds like. You know, and then that starts opening the floodgates of really seeing that Holy Spirit speaks in so many different ways to each one of us. It could be music. It could be numbers. It could be a dream. It could be audibly. I mean, it's all these different things. But we start with that, you know, just are we actually hearing them and going out and doing those things that he's asking us and getting those confirmations. So it's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So we have like a minute left. So. Yep. What would you, anything in particular that you want to um, kind of say to the listeners? Um, anything. Hell, how can people come out and help? How about that? Like, is there needs that you have that people could come come and help you guys? Oh, talk about that. Yeah. We didn't even talk about street life. I mean, here yeah. we're, we're supposed to be doing Let me just take one minute to say this. Okay. When this COVID restriction is li lifted, we are going to need all hands on deck. But for right now, what I'm going to ask folks to do is pray and fast about how they might be helpful to the person living next to them, in front of them. How can they be an encouragement to them? Yep. And I will be back to talk to you when this veil is lifted and cool. we are again able to go full force because what we've had to do is shrink. Yeah. Um, and we, we just need to keep our numbers small right now. Yeah. Simplify and edit, yep. but that would change. So what I would just, you know, if this was my last day, just never forget how much God loves you. Yeah. And no matter what you are going through, he's going to walk you through it. No matter what awful thing you are in the midst of. Yeah. He is a God who welcomes you yeah. and hugs you yeah. and walks you through these things and walks before you and makes a way for you. So yeah. don't give up hope right now, no matter what your situation is. And find a way to be an encouragement to the people to your left and to your right and the person right in front of you. That's so good. That's what I got. No, that's that is really good. That's. It's actually what, you know, I, I think I think what God is really calling us to do is have a lifestyle of with of, of him, right? So it starts with the intimate relationship with him. We just get filled up every day. Every day it's a fill up, man. We gotta get filled up, gotta take that time quiet, have that intimate relationship with him. And then wherever we go, what we should be oozing Holy Spirit out to each person that we meet. You know, we're atmosphere changers and we change people, right? Well, not us, but Holy Spirit through us. So it's just what you said. The person next to you, that's who God is talking to you about, you know, and are you listening and taking those risks? So I totally agree. Guys, so check them out, Emmanuel uh, Church in Brookfield, in the comments section. All There's links right there. All you got to do is click on that link and you can go there if you want to watch uh, their services. When are your services on, on Sunday? And do you have a midweek one? Uh, no, right, right now we're just doing one live feed. Okay. Uh, 10:30 Sunday morning, and it's just a way to gather online. There you go. And encouragement to each other. So we we're a big uh, like allowing people to talk and feedback yep. community. So feel free to put your takeaways, what the 
Holy Spirit's putting on your heart, your prayer requests. This is also a praying community. Yeah, cool. Uh, and any prayer request that shows up on there, we obviously will take to heart and yep. uh, we'll be praying about it. You can also check us out uh, face, on Facebook at Street Life Communities Milwaukee. Yep. That, um, I can tell that right now I'm just... I'm just needing to um, not be on Facebook for about a week. I'm just doing this like soul detox. Yep. I got so many things coming at me right now that I, I can't lose focus. Yeah. There's just so much negativity on there. So uh, it'll be a little while, probably about this time next week. I'll yeah. pop back up. Yeah. But uh, for right now, I need to do some spiritual maintenance. So I'll be back. Yeah, excellent. And guys, the Street Life uh, Communities for Milwaukee, when you go on their Facebook, check it out because every time they go out, they not only take pictures and things, but there's like this little synopsis of the people that they met and really kind of what happened that day. And I love reading those things. Uh, Pastor uh, Max writes some, some of the other people. I think uh, David Nelson is the other guy who writes them all the time, right? Um, yeah, he really is a beautiful, beautiful heart. Yeah, big time, big time, big time. So check it out. It's in the comments section. All you got to do is just go, just click the link and go right to it. Uh, if you'd like to financially support Street Life Communities and or the Emmanuel Church, Pastor Max, that information is in there too. And I think you guys got a donate button, don't you? When you like on, we do. on your, okay. So just follow those links. Um, yeah, so Pastor Max, I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, we'll definitely have to have you on again. Oh, the other thing, too, you guys can do, if you ever wanted to watch the other ones that Pastor Max was on, uh, I think you've been on my show two or three times in the last, you know, since 2014 at least. Um, I love out with you. Whatever you want to do, I'm in. Yeah, so we'll definitely have you again. Um, but just uh, go on my YouTube page, uh, Surrender All of Jesus Ministries YouTube, and you can click on those, too. Um, but and the other thing, too, this is recorded. So Pastor Max said that if you guys have questions or you got comments, he's going to go back on and he's going to comment, too, and he's going to answer those questions. And I'll do the same thing, too. So Pastor Max, I just I love you, man. Um, I wish I could actually come out there and start doing more stuff with you. Um, but we'll wait. And we'll definitely have you on after this all lifts and, and we'll look at some more of your needs that you have, okay? I love you, brother. Love you, too, man. All right, Pastor. We'll, we'll talk to you later. Okay, buddy. Come on. Did you guys love that? I mean, I, oh, my gosh, I, I wish he could have been live, uh, but that was recorded yesterday. Guys, so I got a couple things out of what he was talking about. Um, here's one that just popped out at me when he said, get out of the boat. Oh, come on. Holy Spirit is speaking to somebody right now out there and you're hearing it, man. You're hearing it. He's saying, get out of the boat. Guys, the time is now. There's no more excuses. Man, I remember when Holy Spirit told me that. But this is Pastor Max telling you, get out of the boat. God is telling you, get out of the boat. If you get out of the boat and you start stepping on that water and doing the things that God called you to do, man, you have lives attached to your destiny. Your cause that God set preordained just for you. Uh, and there's people that are waiting for you. So get aligned correctly. And if you don't know what that means, that means, you know, if you got stuff that's lingering, just repent, turn and just get aligned correctly and then step in that awesome destiny because people are waiting for you. They are waiting for you. The other thing that stepped that just kind of just kind of shot out at me was at the end when he said how much God loves you. And Allie said the same thing, just how much Jesus loves you. And Pastor Max said the same thing. He just loves you no matter where you're at, no matter what's going on in your life. 
He loves you immensely. I mean, if there's something that I found out in 2018, it, he loves the things that we do, that we allow him to do through us. I mean, ministry wise, but the thing that he really, really wants is just you. That's it. He just, he just wants you to surrender. And when I, when I had that moment, man, in 2018, and he said to me, just you and me, this is where I wanted you to be. And I was on my knees just bawling. I mean, that's where he wants us to be. Just in that moment, in that intimate time with him and just allow him in completely. That's where he wants us to be. Guys, we had some awesome comments. Uh, I'm going to pull some of them into this uh, thing here. So if you guys are thinking about going with Elise Schweigler for doing your workouts, this is Gabby. She said she had an awesome, another awesome workout with her. Um, well, let's look at one more here. Oh, and uh, so this is uh, Miss Maria. She's talking about uh, the awesome bedtime stories. Thank you, Maria. Yeah, I, I agree, man. If you got kids, even if you don't got kids, you can check it out too. But if you got kids, man, check it out. 8 p.m. Uh, go to myfaithbuilders.com. It's on there and also their their Facebook page. Again, it's in that it's in it's in the comment section. Let's see who else made some comments. Um, yes, June. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, yep. He was speaking just through him. Man, totally, totally awesome. Let me look for another one. Um, oh, this is. Uh, yeah, so this is Jenny. Yeah, yep, she is cute. Allie was definitely, definitely cute. Um, let me look here. What else do we got? Oh, we got we got one prayer request. Jenny, I don't know if I can pull this out into the comments, but um, I'll I'll just say what it is. Uh, she's she's wanting uh, for strength. Um, it's getting more difficult to be at home. You know what? I think you're you're not alone, Jenny. I think we're all ready to get out. So let's just declare complete peace for Jenny from her head to her toes. And uh, Holy Spirit, just move and just wrap your arms around her, Father. Just wrap your arms around her so that she can just feel your presence. And uh, all that anxiety just go right now in Jesus' name. That fear is gone right now in Jesus' name. You know, just complete peace, Father. Guys, awesome show. I can't wait for next week. Next week, um, I have someone that's coming from Florida, Deborah. Uh, Debbie, uh, Deborah Gaskell, I think it's her name. Yeah, I think I got it right. I always get names wrong. I, I really, I don't know why, but I do. So she's going to be on the show. She's been on a couple times. So check that out. It's going to be next week. Thursday is 444. Check it out and just look for the promos too. So guys, I do appreciate being on. Remember, go on the YouTube page, hit that subscribe button, do the follow thing for Facebook. And I do appreciate it. Share this. Share this, do watch parties with it, get it out there. And I do totally appreciate you guys being with us. Guys, remember, everything that's going on in our cities is up to us to change. Up to us to change. That means that we got to take that intimate time to be with Him, get filled up, and then we ease out Holy Spirit wherever we go, changing atmospheres and people. Remember, surrender out. Be a blessing to someone. Another fall on our face.